First ever. I've been doing verbal cardio. Wait, hold on before I even begin. You know what I'm saying? Let me know when you ready, Cam. And then we we rolling? Oh man, we 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 big rolling. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio. And for the first time ever since verbal cardio has been in existence, I have a guest. Let's go. And it's been a while, man. This is like I'm 70-something episodes in, maybe maybe like 60-something, 70-something. 70 episodes by yourself? Yeah, just okay. me running my mouth for 30 minutes. Hey, well, now it's a little go. bit more, but, you know, that's why it's called Verbal Cardio. We got D-Smoke in the building. First ever. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you came through, man. It's a pleasure. Let me tell you something. It's very hard for me to ask people to do anything. And and why? I, I don't know. I just hate Oh, asking. on your side. On my side. Gotcha, it, gotcha, it's hard gotcha. for me. Like if I ask you, can you come do my show? Trust and believe I was like, I don't wanna ask. I don't <laughs> like bothering people, you know what I mean? So um the fact that you was down and you was willing, I appreciate it, man. Hey, it's a pleasure, man. Yeah. You know, big fan, big supporter. You know. Yeah, you know we. Yeah, I already know. We support we each other. We got some things to share tough. for the world to see. Mm-hmm. You know, later on. Man, yeah. you know, you know. Uh, I can't wait to you know to see it. You know, I don't know what you got planned on that, but you know, I ain't gonna say nothing. There but you know, we, you know, we just leave it keeping like it under wraps under the, under the go. yeah under the crock pot. Uh, let me tell y'all. My intro to you is uh, actually your brother. I was familiar with your brother, sir. Uh, Younger brother, right? Yep, younger brother. Younger brother. Baby? Is he the baby? He is the baby. Okay, uh, three boys, right? Of of four boys. My mom's three, my dad's four. Got you. So we're the stair-step children, you know. So my dad has my older brother, Ron, who's 10 years older than me. Mm -hmm. Then it's Davion, Daniel. And Daryl, Sir is Sir Daryl, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So in the in the household, did y'all grow up with your oldest brother there? Uh, at times, yes. Okay. But but not not in our like early childhood. Mm-hmm. Early childhood, he stayed with my grandmother in Inglewood. Okay. And we were in an apartment in wherever that apartment was as we moved around. Right. Because uh, pops was locked up. Mm-hmm. So when pops came home at like nine. When I was like eight, let's say. Yeah. Um, then we got a house in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Ron came to move with us, even though he was grown, like early 20s. Yeah. It was like, all right, you know, come with the family. Pops is home, boom, boom. Uh, and it was all of us. So. Okay. Yeah. Was he a good older brother? Oh, he was the best. Yeah. He was the greatest. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was unorthodox, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, he was one of, those unor- uh, one of those older brothers that didn't need a reason, you know. Okay. Didn't need a reason to come in, whoop your ass. Didn't yeah. need, you know what I'm saying? But... Even though it didn't have a reason, it had a purpose in okay. his mind. You know, like, the goal of this is to make y'all more like this or mm-hmm. to teach you these lessons, you know. Yeah. I know you didn't do anything to deserve this treatment, <laughs> but we going to get y'all further along yeah. through calculated abuse, you know. <laughs> Just so, out the gate. Y'all be minding I, your own business. He come in there. Minding our business. Like, literally, <laughs> watching TV, and then he comes in the other room like, what you doing? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. And we like, ah. You know, so, but then... Of course, it was. He's also that person that introduced me to Outcast. He's also okay. that person that literally uh, taught me how to talk to girls. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Pops was a minister, so okay. them so conversations. So you got that perspective. Yeah, Pops, Pops is like, hey, when you get of age, get married and make a baby. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and Ron is like, look, man, it's complex. Don't be no simp. You know, he right. told me, don't be no simp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's a simp? You yeah. know. And meanwhile, I'm on the phone, like, no, I love you more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at ten. At ten. You know, so. 
But stakes was high at ten, man. It was high. Like was you, high. when you like somebody, you you foresaw the whole future. Yes. You was like the marriage, the Pegasus, the <laughs> the children, the butterflies, yes, the and, unicorns, you know, all that special buttery. Stuff. This, yeah. this is it. This is the moment. Yes. And then you realize that's just one of many. Like it's a journey. Yeah, that was just it's the beginning. Yeah. So he came in with that perspective, and then pops was like, "That ten year old girl right there, that's gonna be your wife." <laughs> Y'all gonna have that was a family. Me. No, that was me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, okay, so let me give you more context. Uh, Mom is a minister of music. Mm-hmm. Pops is a preacher. You know, he was preaching in jail before he got home, you know. Okay. Leading the jailbirds to Christ, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, so they get home, and uh, we go to a non-denominational church, so it's not too traditional for us to, like, we don't feel boxed in. It's like, okay. oh, no, we got the youth dance, we got this, that, mm-hmm. but everything is still gospel in right. the house, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um... So the way we approach relationships was very like, okay, you know, I love you, you love me, we love God, let's do, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Whereas my brother who did his teenage years while uh while Pops was locked up, mm-hmm. he, you know, he from Inglewood, he banged in Inglewood. Yeah. He's like, bro, it ain't black and white. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he he just throw that little that little reality into it, you yeah. know. So so yeah, but but that was a good environment. It was a perfect environment for, you know, learning to love music, rap, and mm-hmm. doing something different because, you know, uh, for example, my brother Ron, he was s- still one of the most intelligent dudes I had ever met, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, putting me up on Outkast and Erica by doing music that's still, like, hella soulful, yeah. hella dope, mm-hmm. and thoughtful, you know, so that's that balance we, we struck. And it's funny because, like, you know, mine is loud, huh? from the, from the I'm trying. Yeah. That's the chair I had yesterday for uh, hey, verbal. <laughs> Every move was like creak 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 creak. It's funny that you mentioned like uh, Outcast Erica Badu because oh, yeah. you know around that time you know Erica hit the scene ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before that, AT Aliens came out ninety six. Ninety six gonna be that year that all your players had to fight me. Yes, around this, I stole money from Dairy Queen for that album. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> were you working there? Or I was like working there. Out the register, yeah, you know, hey, skim a little off the, the top. Yeah, <laughs> got it first day. But uh, and and it's funny. I don't know if you went through this too. Like when you when you first got a job and you first like started making your own money, mm-hmm. the music you was buying, you was more connected to. Then the music you came up with, like you, whatever your older brother was listening to, whatever your parents were listening to, you was you was tapped in because they were playing it all the time. Right, right. But it, it was something about getting your own music together that made it just more. Now, now you playing it in your car or whatever, and or you listening to it when you on the bus. Yeah. And it just means more because you know I I heard this, I found it, I'm connected to it. And so it's funny that you mentioned like Outkast, Erica Badu, because in those times, I was really buying music heavy cassettes. Man, I was yeah. all in. First, I was I was opening day McGee Tuesday. I was in the store getting that new album. Absolutely, day yeah. one. Absolutely, I missed that though. Me too. Me too. I, I was talking to somebody about how uh, the the fact that you can't tangibly hold music, or mm-hmm. you can, but. It's like a collector's item. It's not even how you listen to it. Right. Whereas, you know, when I, and I'm aging myself, but when mm-hmm. I started listening to music, I could hold it, yeah. unpackage it, read it, mm-hmm. and put it in and read it and uh, look at it while I listen yeah. to it, right? And so 
a lot of the DSPs now are developing some of the interactive things that kind of mm -hmm. mimic that experience. You can listen to the lyrics as you uh, as you watch it. You can click on it and do right. certain things, which is cool. Um, but but it changed the way you listen to a project because mm -hmm. um, if you if you buy it and you you hold it in your hand and it's on a cassette tape, yeah. one there's no like boot press a button and it's to the next song. That mm -hmm. was like. Like I started with cassettes, then CDs, yeah. then yeah. you know. So you would listen to projects for whole bodies of work, mm -hmm. you know. And you know how I like to compare it to how now uh, on Instagram people compare their their regular lives to people's best moments that they post, right? And then the same thing if we look at music mm -hmm. as singles versus all of these songs that got you to that single or the journey, mm -hmm. right? Because I I appreciate the whole project as much as I appreciate that single, me yeah. and you. Yo mama and yo cousin too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it took those other songs to get you there in the same way that it took you waking up, brushing your teeth, combing your nappy ass hair, right. doing X, Y, Z to get to that picturesque mm -hmm. moment, which is the single. So um, that's what's interesting about music now. It's like people are putting out what they want to be a collection full of singles because mm -hmm. the way streaming works and all of that, right. it lends to... Um, it lends to your popularity as an artist. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're going you gonna to pay for that one right there. That's going to be... Oh, the salmon. It's, it's, it's happening. The salmon's you coming up. Saying? It's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, music, music. And that and that's... Uh, I like that you said that because your album, it was, it felt like an album. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I'm from that era where, like you said, you buy the, you buy the tape, you reading the booklet, you looking at the credits... You could, you know, that Outcast album was a comic book. Mm -hmm. That was a theme. Yeah. So it was like, we looking at the artwork. Oh, the artwork. Then you looking at who produced what, and all of that, and the thank yous and the mentions. You just like, yeah, you really taking it in as you listen to every track. Yeah. And I feel like now it's just like, you streaming it. It drops Friday at midnight. You just go in there and then you go through. And a lot of times with me, like when I go to an artist's album. You know, on Apple Music, they give you a star on, on I guess, the most popular yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, No, I know about that. But usually my favorite is never star. It's not the star one? Yeah, it's, what is, it's how rare. How did you get that? Yeah. yeah. And also, something my, uh, my team pays attention to, because I try to just be in tune and not pay attention to the metrics and all that stuff mm -hmm. when I don't have to. But it's usually within the first four to five songs that that star is there, too. So mm -hmm. it... It's like people's attention span is so short that it's like, hey, bro, you better not put your best one in, on the second half. You you better say that for the ride out, you know? Right. So yeah. So it's it's just interesting. And your brother, sir, for those that don't know, um, you know, he's a singer, mm -hmm. and he he's with TDE. You know, he got my attention. Uh, the project with the eyes. Was that November? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's November. And so I was like, yo, yeah. this is dope. But because TDE is a record label that has my attention. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, oh, you know, I'm listening to... What they got. Yeah, yeah you know, because yeah. I'd be like, what they got going over here? And so yeah. I heard, sir, and then he he was aware of me somehow. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, snap. And then uh, I met him at the Lab Factory. Were you there that night? I don't believe so. Was that the? Uh, was that like my dad's birthday? Yes. With, uh, yeah, I was there. You were there. Was he there? He was there? Sir? Yeah. Yeah. He was there oh, one time, and your dad was there. Okay, my dad's always there. Okay, so. But what's the other guy, friend of the family? Uh, 
Um, Hosting the show? Yes. Ruben. Ruben, yes. Ruben That's Paul. my dad. Him and my dad are super cool. That's yes. what, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I was able to talk to Sir there. Yeah, okay. And then uh, I became aware of you through his page. Mm. And then uh, I think Tahir mentioned your, your EP. Yeah, yeah. Inglewood High. Inglewood High. Yeah, me and Tahir had a little sit down over some art and stuff. Yeah. A little sketch. It was funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. He put your EP in the group chat. Dope. And I was like, yo, let me tune into this. And then I remember I remember hitting you up on Instagram. I remember I was at a uh acai bowl spot out of town. Mm -hmm. I think I was in Connecticut. And I, that's when I first, you know, talked to you directly. And I was like, yo, man, this this project, whatever we talked about yeah, in that we moment. Yeah, we chopped it up. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah. So then that prompted me to watch Rhythm and Flow, mm -hmm. which you won. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I kind of had the cheat code because I already knew you won before I watched it. Right, right. But it made me tap in and be like, yo, let me let me peep this happy ending. And then it was a great, great show. For those that don't know D Smoke, he was the winner of Netflix's Rhythm and Flow show. It was uh, hosted by Cardi B, T.I., and Chance the Rapper. He made it through all these trials Loops, and tribulations. Turns going and... against talented MCs Absolutely. And, and, and lyricists and uh, came out on top. Never cried. Never cried. You never folded. To the end. To the end, but we I could shed barely. I a, a thug tear, though. Just a uh, thug The victory one. Just, tear yeah, is a little yeah, different, yeah. you know, because yeah. sometimes you wonder... You know some of it is real, mm -hmm. but then some of it you'd be like, how much are they playing for the drama of the show? Right, right, right. But you never needed that moment. You was just always in the pocket. Bro, you know what? To keep it 100, I was ready to go home at any moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, if they send me home, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew. I. It's funny how, you know, how God worked. You, you level up at the moments where you find contentment right where you at. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I know how to exist here. We cool. I find my little homeostasis, yeah. my little balance. And then, you know, I was ready to turn down the show. I actually, the day before, I performed for Snoop and them. I told them, like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to do it, you know, because uh, the general language in the contract for a reality series or mm -hmm. a competition show mm -hmm. is that they have to up front say, anything you do, whether it reflects poorly on your artistry or not, mm -hmm. can be used for the show. Right. So oh, okay. I come from the school of I'm gonna do whatever you tell me, I'm gonna believe you. So if mm -hmm. you say basically like if you embarrass yourself, you're gonna be embarrassed. I'm gonna be like, Well, I'm not putting myself in that position. Yeah. But then, you know, I told them why. When I called them like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do it, they had already kinda got had plans for me, like, you gonna do all right because you different, da da da. Mm -hmm. And when I told them like, nah, I don't wanna do it, they was like, Look, there's no boogeyman, like come through if you give us whatever you give us that's what's gonna be on there mm -hmm. if you give us you know corny moments weird moments if you uh if you be making a spectacle of yourself that's what you're gonna get mm -hmm. whereas if you uh if you give us real moments if you give us you that's what the world's gonna get we're not trying to make you out to be nothing else okay so me and my team talked and then we was like all right let's let's jump you yeah know? And and the rest was history, you know. So yeah, and it was a good it was a good reflection. I was like, yo, these because you was just cool the whole time. Man, I was, I was trying like, to stay out the way. Yeah, you out was like the laid way. back the whole time. It, it's crazy because it's like the world gets ten hours of reality TV. Mm -hmm. We got hundreds and hundreds of like filming it. Like one episode is like four days of filming, right. and one day is like eight hours, 12 hours sometimes. And and the 12 hours ain't much if you're busy the whole time. But mm -hmm. 12 hours if you like, uh, 
if you sitting down waiting for cameras, yeah. oh my God, it's so yeah. Uh, yeah. it's so <laughs> long and, and gruesome. And then imagine I twelve hours it. in a room with twenty five rappers, mm -hmm. and they all got like either headphones or Beats. They gave us Beats pills and sat us in the same room. It's like five Beats playing at the same time off a different pill, and then they like uh, you know, people. Pacing, spitting their lyrics like, and I'm over here like, oh man, if y'all don't leave me alone, yeah, you know. So I would just put my and I had in ears, so in ear monitors are molded to the shape of your ear, so they zone out everything. Oh, wow. You're really not supposed to use them unless you're on stage, mm. but you know, I just plug them into whatever, and I'm like, I'm zoned out, like, yeah, I can't do it, you know. So. Did you already? Black Habits dropped shortly thereafter. Right. Was Inglewood High already when you when you first did Rhythm and Flow, did you already have Inglewood High completed? You know what's funny? I had most of Black Habits completed. Okay. A little bit of Inglewood High. So we split up what we thought was Black Habits, mm -hmm. added some elements to Inglewood High. Okay. Then put that out. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, as Inglewood High is out, we're also putting out um or, or putting together the last couple pieces of mm -hmm. Black Habits. No commas, we had made before Inglewood High came out. Okay. Closer to God, we made long before Inglewood High came out. Mm -hmm. uh, bullies, before Inglewood High came out. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but Gasparianga, after Inglewood High, you know, that was just before Black Habits came out. That's probably the last one, the fourth quarter song. Okay. You know, um, and then, ironically enough, the title song Black Habits One, because mm -hmm. we had Black Habits Two was finished some, you know, in early 2019. Mm -hmm. Black Habits One came later. You know, we did that at Snoop's compound as well. So um we we had work from both EPs or both projects out, you know, completed already. Mm -hmm. And then just added the touches to complete the storyline of what each one told, you know. Okay. So. Cause it was like as soon as you won. It was rapid fire. Bob. It was like boom, bop, bow. No, you, we you, own them. You was ready. Own them. Because the thing is this. We know we were up against a, a notion that people have in their minds of what it means to be on a competition show. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and it's based on how they are produced. Right. You know, uh, the, the public believes that the competition show winners are here for this moment. And then, you know, then it fizzles out in mm -hmm. their minds. You know, so. But. We knew we'd have their attention in a way that, you know, no no other person would being a winner of that show right. for that time. So our goal was to immediately give them as many moments outside of rhythm and flow mm -hmm. um, that we had on the show. So if it's like if I got 30 minutes of screen time on the show total, mm -hmm. I need an hour and a half of my own during this this season where they're like super tuned in. Right. You know, and um. I always compared to having a fish on the hook. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it first bites, it's, it's not in the boat. You know, once right. it first bites, you feel it. You got to yank it to get it on the hook good and reel it in without mm -hmm. it breaking the line. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of how fans and the public are. You know, you know, no no slight to them, but people have a a, a short attention span, oh, and absolutely. and unless you know you, you get their attention, but then you then it's that moment where you got to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And when you make lasting connections, that's when it's like okay, they're a fan for life. Yeah. So. It's way more people that know of me mm -hmm. than are fans of me, you know, right. and that's cool. That's the nature of what we do. Mm -hmm. If it take, if it take fifty million people knowing who we are to have five hundred thousand fans, those, those you know, five hundred thousand. Hey, 
If, if my 500,000, listen, I love y'all. <laughs> Keep rocking with a nigga. You know? So we need them. You For know, real. Because so. it's like you can make, on that small percentage, you can make a nice living yeah. doing what you want to do yeah. still with that little super small that really truly rock with you because they're going to be here to stay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, and, and you try to grow that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're your biggest asset to growing that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the real science of it, you know. I'm yeah. one of those fans, man. You stuck with me. I consider hey. myself a good fan <laughs> uh, of the people I'm into. I, I feel like I've always been like, it's hard to get rid of me as a fan. <laughs> like, you, you got to really, like, up. put out some garbage projects Back to back to back to even you know, and I'll still be like, nah, they could come on, they could do it again. Come on. That shows in my loyalty to sports teams. It'd be like, man, who's your team? All Chicago, oh, and so you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Well, people be like, why don't you just give up, Tony? I'm like, that's not even I'm an sorry. option. That's not even an option for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like that with like you know, uh, you know, musicians that I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. actors, directors, whatever. Gotcha. And so. And when you came out with the back to back, I was like, this dude stuck with me, man, because it was like Black Habits was just a monster. Thank like it, major thank rotation. You. Thank you. So Sabrina tell you, man, I played the hell out of that album. Hey, just, thank you. <laughs> just on steady rotation. And then I like to share music that I'm into. Yeah. And so that's key. when people when people tell me in the comment section, yo, Tony, man, I rock with your taste in music, that means more to me than damn near them thinking I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you like my taste in music, man? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I like my taste in Come music, on, too. Come on, man. I was, I was, you know, <laughs> let me put y'all on. Hey, though. So you, when did you, at what age were you like, all right, I'm going to be a musician? Because not a lot of people know, you, you used to be a teacher. I was. Yeah. I was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was at six years old when I was like, oh, music is my thing. Okay. And uh, my mom is is and always has been in, in my lifetime a minister of music mm-hmm. um but at six she was both a minister of music and touring and you know singing background gigs for people ranging from michael jackson tina turner you know um and she turned down a tour with stevie wonder she turned it down yeah because it would take her all around the world and she would really just be away from her kids and oh. she cried you know what i'm saying that was her hero and yeah she just cried it out and stayed home you she know? picked y'all over the stevie wonder she tour. did she picked the Ferris Boys and Man. taught us everything that uh, that she knew musically. Yeah. And so it was in it was at six. I played piano at ten. That's the first time I was in the studio and saw um, my no at eight. Mm-hmm. I saw my uncle's recording setup, and so I've, I'd seen pianos and musical instruments, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen equipment just yet. Like yeah. you know, mics, the buttons, you know, the, booth, the, knobs, the buttons, yeah. the knobs, the sound modules. I was like, what's a module? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, module. A module, mm. you know, the rack, you know, because yeah. this is an old studio. And um, nowadays it's a laptop interface mic, and we're mm-hmm. we good to go, and a keyboard, yeah. you know, speakers. <laughs> but but it was, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I felt like this is a little control room, a little spaceship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told my uncle then, like, can I make a beat? He let me make a beat on his equipment. At, and then, at eight? At eight. Mm-hmm. And, and I was the kind of kid that... Uh, when I would make something up on the piano, I would play that every day. Yeah, for years maybe. <laughs> you know, and and I had a couple things, you know, but mm-hmm. I was still, and I still know how to play those little songs that I made up as a kid. To the point my where my dad would come in, and my dad's the non-musical one. He'd be like, "Why don't you play something different, son?" <laughs> like, and I'm like, "Damn, 
<laughs> I'm expressing myself. Yeah. You know? So, um, but he let me make a beat on his equipment. Mm. And by the time I was 13, when he wanted to get all new equipment, he packed up everything. Him and his, you know, his newlywed wife at the time packed mm-hmm. up all their stuff, wrapped it, and brought it over to us. We wrapped it, and we was like, ah, a Planet Fat, oh, Mike, oh, this. Yeah. You know, and um, so he gave us a whole studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when we were like, okay. That's when I was like, all right, I want to be a producer. And then at the time, it was like Dark Child. You know, the tags on the beginning of Beats, like it was Dark Child, yeah. it was Timberland, uh-huh. you know, uh uh, the Nep- Pharrell and the Neptunes, mm-hmm. you know that that was probably like the 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 three, and of course Dr. Dre, yeah, uh, you know, DJ Quick, mm-hmm. you know it was those people that just had me like, oh, I'm a producer, you yeah. Know? So and then mind you, my whole family is talent throughout it. You know, my brother Davion Sir, mm-hmm. uh, Tiffany Goucher. Like if you're not on her, she's on she's on one of the songs that I did, uh, off of Inglewood High. But my main goal was to put them in a position to uh, get their music out, mm-hmm. you know. And I was writing songs too, so we got signed uh, to Warner Chapel when I was like twenty, and, oh, wow. and then start writing for other people. I wrote a song for Jaheem called "Never," mm-hmm. you know. I'm, it was a love song again, going back to my boys to men gospel home yeah. roots. I used to say never would I love this right So, but that did really well. Got an ASCAP award and all that. Oh, damn! And uh, then. When when Jaheem's team didn't come back to us to write another single or to work with him directly in the mm-hmm. studio, and although we had this early success, people didn't hit us back up because of like politics and all these different things. That's when we were like, you know, we could do our own music. Like, mm-hmm. what's the difference between them and us? And we went. It we started this long road of putting out our own stuff mm-hmm. and making mistakes on what promotion and business and all that means. Like yes. the music being dope, yeah. it's like we ain't no shit. You know, it's nothing. I'm sorry, is it okay? No, you can cut Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. damn it. Mm-hmm. So we ain't, no, we ain't no shit, you know? Piss. <laughs> Piss. Yeah. You know, so, um, so, but then, of course, that's how the world kind of got this seasoned, experienced, you know, artists mm-hmm. versus really talented, dope rappers. Right. But hadn't, like, if they had seen what I seen, I would be in trouble, too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, you know, I don't even... I never, I didn't start off ten years old like I'm gonna be a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, my first rap when I was six, it was only like a ten second rap, and mm-hmm. I thought it was dope. It was trash. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you remember it? Yeah, but I can't, I can't Come give on, you man, that. Give it to us, man. Come on, man, six. It's, 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 it's really rap. short, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, if I do it slow, is it going? I don't even know. what's going Do it. Do it. How so you my name is Daniel. Daniel. Uh-huh. You know, in rap, you got to introduce yourself. Yeah. And I knew that much as a kid, so I said, my name is Danny Man, and I'm a pan, and I'm a live in a can. Okay. That's the whole thing. You, you but I pan? said it fast. I'm a pan, like Peter Pan, I guess. I don't know. But I said, my name is Danny Man, and I'm a pan, and I'm a live in a can. Bars. Bars. You know what I'm saying? I was six. <laughs> I get, you know? hey, And so that was my first rap. Six. I've grown since then is yeah, what I'm saying. You know. And, um... <laughs> I used to say it all the time. And so, but I, I didn't say I wanted to be a rapper. And and then it was in my 20s. I had a partner named Chiz, rest in peace, mm-hmm. who was my rapping partner. Um, and I really was, we was on some Inglewood's Outcast type stuff. Mm-hmm. I was doing the beats, um, me and the homie J Pounds. Uh, and um, I was writing the hooks. 
he was coming in slaying verses. Mm-hmm. When I talk about like this nigga could rap rap. Yeah. Like came up, his older brothers was rappers. In a way that my family is musicians and right. producers, his older brothers was rappers. He came from a line of rappers. So at 13, he's in a talent show because mm-hmm. we went to uh, Warren Lane in Inglewood. He's in a talent show ripping raps. Mm-hmm. All through Inglewood ripping raps. You know, meanwhile, you know, I had a couple raps under my belt because, mm-hmm. you know, Timberland, he a producer, but he had a couple raps. So I'm like, well, let me jump in and jump back yeah. out. You know, yep. never taking it too seriously until I was grown. And then when we start going back and forth, I was like, let me try to hang with this dude, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really study rap and where I could play around, where I could switch up the rhymes, where I need to keep the rhyme consistent, mm-hmm. you know. And um, he ended up passing in my mid-20s. He had uh, he had lymphoma, mm-hmm. cancer. So um, he was still, we were still putting out projects through chemo and all different stuff. And it was mm-hmm. some shows that I had to spit his verses because he couldn't make it. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so... That's where rapping came in. But, but you know, when I'm in the studio now, I'm still like, hey, dude, I got a piano. Do Can I yeah. contribute to this in ways other than rap? And then, then when I sit down, rap is like a, a discipline. And I, I like it. I've mm-hmm. grown to enjoy it once you get good at it. But, you know, it was the last expression of, like, my musical journey. Like, I sat down and played first, and I produced, and I wrote, you know, and I still consider myself a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of the common thread that people see throughout the project. It's like there are stories that need to be told. There are topics that need to be touched on, you know, so that's what they got. And that's what I noticed on Rhythm and Flow. It was like when you were doing your final performance, like your performances felt very like theatrical almost. Mm-hmm. It was just like cinematic, you know, when you did uh, uh, When the Kids Pull Up. Yeah. You painted that picture of, you know, the houses. You took us to a block in Inglewood. Yeah. Like, I could see the cage windows. I call them cages because I hate the barred-up windows. Yeah. But the cage windows in the back. And then when you did your final piece, you on the piano. And it was just like, yo, this dude, I felt like you had already been established long before the show. Because it was you just felt so seasoned and so musical. It was just like, this is... This is a Grammy Award show performance, hey, in my opinion. Hey. Then lo and behold, you get the Grammy nomination you get for the Black Grammy Habits. nomination, yes. How, how, how'd that feel? Oh man. Um <laughs> Best Rap Album best and rap Best rap New Artist. And Best New Artist. That's huge. That's it's huge. huge. You know, and I was in good company. Mm-hmm. Um uh it, it just felt incredible. The funny thing is, I knew we would see those, but I didn't know it would be that early. Yeah. You know. They actually pushed back what we had as a release date because it's like, okay, you're nominated. Now it's campaigning for the... I'm like, wait, we... And it was like, all right, hold up. Let's see. They pushed back the release date for what? Uh, a, a project that we we going to drop. So oh, oh, you, know you got something going? You got something in the oven. It's in the oven. It's in the oven. It's at 375 in the oven. 415. Oh, 415? Yeah, it's at 415. It's baking. All right, when it coming out of the oven? I can't tell you. We ain't got the date yet. We ain't got the date. But it's soon. It was coming soon. So it pushed that back for the Grammy campaign. Grammy campaign. And then, of course, you know, once you get back into creating and you get the concept, the interludes and things like that. So yeah. um that's what happened. And you know, a lot of it is jazz music. You know, oh. you play it, you play it. No, not not the project itself. Oh, okay. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> the process is jazz music yeah. in, in terms of like some of it you plan by ear, you know, because 
in the world we experience moments mm-hmm. that where where you have people attention or you have gaps to grab people people's attention mm-hmm. and uh, and you want to be sensitive to those moments so that you can give your your art the best platform to be heard you know mm-hmm. like not dropping it like it like say your album is called you know I don't know uh, fuck the quarantine <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying yeah and then all of a sudden something happened where you can't say that shit you know yeah. not that my album is called that but you know <laughs> we we just pay attention you know yeah so. that's fire man yeah we're gonna go to a question real quick you got one sure. you feeling Sabrina? I was I was five for most of ninety one. I'm a late birthday. Oh, yeah, so I'm October. Well, hey, thank you. You know, <laughs> my the name. Pan, the pan I'm gonna say it again deep. if y'all want. No, say I'm just it again, kidding. man. Cue no, it back up. My name is Dan the Man, and I'm Pan, and I'm living again. Yeah, it's really good. Ooh. Go to songs well, for ours every for sure gospel. So one, um, I got a couple that I play. You know, my mom sit down. She play. My mom's when she sits down. It's uh, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Dum, 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 dum. A good version of that because it's been recorded multiple times. But uh, Mary Mary has a version of that. Okay, Mary Mary, thank you. Mm-hmm. So that's one that we all, you know. We as a family, we get around the piano and we get real thankful together. Yeah. You know? And then um, and one that I play is a uh, is uh, "Let Go and Let God," which I I believe that P. J. Morton wrote. Oh wow! You know, um, so either him or his father or something. But mm-hmm. um, that's one of my favorite. And he's able. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you you know gospel chops is, but it's one of the. God is able to do just what he said he would do. do, 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 do. He's going to fulfill And y'all be playing instruments in the house. Yeah. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. And then everybody clapping all that stuff. It's real good. Yo, invite us to these family functions. Man, man. if you don't pull up, you better stop. We got my mama grand piano for her. Oh, did last invite us birthday to the family function. Because I know y'all gonna be like, in any moment, on the keys, and we gonna be sitting there taking it. Now look, now look when I invite you. Hey, we pulling up. Hey, there we go, for sure. We for pulling sure. up, because that, that, you know. Cause you my got friends, a lot of fans. You got a lot of fans in the house. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we pulling you, up. You active on the, the family group <laughs> chat. All I'm saying is you a regular in that space, man, you know, so. Invite us. We for pulling sure. up. Because, you know, my friends, you know, we had game nights, but we ain't musical. Right, right. We don't bust out in the song. Ain't no piano. We take it for granted. We take it for granted. It happened every time, and we just be like, "Oh, that old thing, you know, that we do." You know, (laughs) and then you start casually working the keys. It's like, yeah, man, with a plate in my hand, it goes down. Come on, man. You got another question, Sabrina? Um, I do. Uh, I have a lot of nerdy questions. Um, I'm gonna go with the first one by Marcus June. What's your favorite comic hero, and why? Ooh. Oh, I like that question. My favorite comic hero is Donatello. 
Ooh. Oh, Donatello. Donatello. Donnie. That's the one. A lot of yeah. people don't pick Donatello. Donatello is the smartest yeah. one. He's a genius, and he's good with the bow. He Everything is, is a bow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If the axle break off your car and somehow you slide the wheels off, it's a bow. That's true. Your broomstick is a bow. Mm -hmm. Bro. We, we use bows <laughs> you know. a lot. Bows. The stick. bed, the bed we sleep on. It's if a bow bar. The wood, yep. If the bar come off, it's a bow. How many karate movies you see him and then the, he getting jumped? Next thing you know, he kicked the little bottom part off the broom and it's active. <laughs> the bow stack. What? Donatello, huh? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I a lot of people don't. Usually they go Raphael or Michelangelo. Raphael is a hothead. That's what I don't Michelangelo like about Raphael. Michelangelo too silly. You know what I'm saying? Leo is the leader. Yeah, he's my favorite. Okay, I get Leo because sometimes he'll be two swords on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He a leader, but he not necessarily smarter. Like nah. I, I was like, oh, he's smart and he could fight. Oh, I'm Donatello. Yeah, you know, Donatello. Because so. you, you know, you used to teach the community. Man. I did. Teach Do you the miss community. teaching? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, what yes. grade were you teaching? High school. Oh. So, and I, I started teaching high school at 23. Oh, you was young. I in was there, young, man. and you and mind connected. you, some of these kids is 19. They like this. Is my second try. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. They they oh I'm I'm 23 years old. Mm. They got more facial hair than me. Yeah, taller than me. Mm. So I was the unorthodox teacher who like my my approach to teaching was like a whole lot of love mm. and a whole lot of fun and very strict rules. Okay, like on how you interact with each other. Like mm. one. Like one, and I, I had weird pet peeves to them because I'm cool and funny. Mm -hmm. They thought, and I always had to check those boundaries. They thought everything funny is cool, mm -hmm. and it's not. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't let them like tear each other down or be like, just talk bad about each other or, or just ignore me. Like, look, you don't have the option. If you're not feeling good and you express that, put your head down. Cool, mm -hmm. whatever you express. But if you like, oh, forget him. I'm gonna just do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like. Because I create an environment that's fun, that's interactive, where there's real care for you, where you could bring in your life experience, and that counts as that content or that counts as, uh, what is it? As It's almost currency. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? A good teacher knows how to validate a student's experience and use it in the lesson and, and really, you know, account for what they already know coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm doing all of those things. If, if I'm putting all the care to do that and a student comes in is like forget Ferris he he cool I ain't tripping off him mm. I'm like no like look I'm gonna give you this option to reorient yourself and get into it or I'm gonna ask you to leave Yeah, and I'm not gonna hesitate to do so mm. and so they like oh he tripping like yeah I am tripping you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm tripping today either you gonna leave or you gonna he like yeah. they like what's wrong with him you gotta do that though. man and if and, and then it got to the point when I got Cause I've taught for like seven years, seven mm -hmm. plus years. It got to the point where, as a as what I considered myself a veteran teacher, you would get, you would show anger mm -hmm. without actually being mad on the inside, because okay. sometimes they only respond to that. Mm -hmm. Like, look, I'm not asking y'all again. And then and then they be like, ah, right. Getting their papers together. And but but at the same time, they're so used to when anger equaling insults and stuff, mm -hmm. and it would really be like. Look, I made things clear, and what I expect for you to do is X, Y, and Z. If that does not happen, then the following consequences are, mm -hmm. are imminent. And they're like, imminent? Oh, shoot. You know? Mm, the big words. Exactly, too, but I, I never disrespected them. So yeah. it, it was just you, you become that person that they really respect because it's like you walk that line of like, 
oh, we gonna have fun. The, the activities I designed as part of the lessons were fun. Mm-hmm. Some of it was like, all right, y'all all create a dance that comes, you know, or just yeah. random. Get up out your seat and throw paper everywhere. Then we are gonna clean it up together and talk about, you the know, percentages on the clean precipitation. What, what I don't were you know. teaching? I was teaching Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so because you are bilingual, for those yes. that don't know, fluent in Spanish. Yes, absolutely. I, I have a degree in uh, Spanish literature. Oh wow! Yeah, Spanish literature, 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 literature. I wish you were my Spanish teacher in high school, man, because mine was trash. I had a couple trash. trash Spanish teachers too. Man, I learned nothing, Coach Terrasas. You ruined it for me. I went to French. He switched in the I, mid after. I took a his whole class, year. learned poot. I learned jack shit in this class. So I went to French. French one and two. How was French? It was dope. Because okay. Miss Kelly, she was cool, soft-spoken, chill. You know, her her uh, husband was the coach. And then there we, we went go. in there. We was Francaising it up. He right? was your coach, too. Um, actually, no. At that, I wasn't playing then. Football, basketball? Yeah, I played football. Okay. And then I only played for one year, though. Okay, gotcha. Like, you know. That's one of the first things. When I met you, I was like, Damn, this nigga big. Yeah. You know, I'm I, I box, so then you know, I naturally size people up, and yeah. I'm like, damn, I have problems on my hands, like just on size alone, like. But, yeah. but yeah, um, that's one of them sports. Mom was like, y'all can't play football. Mm-hmm. She was like, I ain't gonna have my kids with brain damage. It's brutal, man. Yeah. Boxing is brutal too, though. Oh, it's brutal. But that's why I didn't box till I was grown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't like she wasn't driving me to the, the nearest gym, and it wasn't yeah. one around, right around the corner. So you had to get out of mom's care before you did that, mm-hmm. before you picked that up. Mm-hmm. Um, we got another question. Um, did we do? Actually, I have a question. Oh, 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 all right, all right. Now Brandy that we're on question, the topic, yeah. how often do you get to use your Spanish? I use my Spanish every day. Like I caught a I caught a lift here, and you know, his name was Saul. No. I was like, Saul, mm-hmm. vas a ver la pelea del otro oh, Saul. Yeah. I'm sure he was like, oh. He was like, oh, Saul Canelo. El Canelo. I was like, yeah. So he was like, you gonna, I was asking him, you going to see the other Saul fight? You know, because Canelo got a fight coming up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Who was he fighting? Uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Is he, is he undefeated? He is undefeated. Oh. And the thing about Billy Joe Saunders, he's in the camp in the world of like Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. right? He's a white guy, but he ain't quite just white. He's different. Mm, like, and, and mm-hmm. that's why Billy, uh, Tyson Fury brought a lot of publicity to, to the gypsy community, mm-hmm. like what it means to be a gypsy man. And yeah. he's like, and then, like, meanwhile, when we came out here, like when I walked Deontay Wilder out, mm-hmm. it's mad gypsies that flew over here. Like, and um, and you got little kids like seven years old, like fuck you, boy, and just going big. And I was like, who? are these people right. like you know and so billy joe saunders is supposed to be like look i'm not normal you know he's real slick in the sense that like he makes people miss a lot he uses the ring mm-hmm. and and you know outboxes people um but billy joe saunders doesn't knock people out like that okay you know so my thing is if you gotta if you don't have the power to really stop somebody mm-hmm. and you're going up against Canelo, like he's just gonna hunt you down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's a beast. So Man, he's he's good on a defensive tip too. Oh, oh he's yeah. elusive. Man. A lot of people didn't realize that. Now they're starting to see the videos of him evading. Mm-hmm. But man, just like man. And he his only the... defeat is Mayweather. And exactly. it's like everybody else can't even how how did you connect with Deontay Wilder to do the uh his intro? Well, uh 
my the homies uh Marcus Watson and Brandon Watson. Like mm-hmm. so Sam Watson works directly with uh with uh Al Heyman, mm-hmm. who's like promotes a lot of people from Mayweather to Errol Spence to, you know, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. And um and so Wilder reached out to them. Um Wilder had seen the show and I first I performed at the Wilder uh weigh in mm-hmm. when he first fought Ortiz. Okay. Then when they had the rematch, I uh no no no. When he fought Ortiz the second time I performed at the weigh in. Okay. Then when they had performances at the weigh in? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't not all the time, but I was there yeah. performing, you know. Okay. And so um then you know, I met Wilder mm-hmm. uh, at the fight that fight. And then um, I was like, what's up? It's D-Smoke, you know? And, you know, it was a lot of people. He wasn't listening to nobody. Like, yeah, we going this way. Then he was like, hey, what's up, brother? You know, he saw me. And then he was like, man, mm-hmm. me, and my watch, me and my wife watched the whole thing. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, let me know if you want me to walk you out, bam. And then... Um, he was like, don't promise me a good time. You know what I'm saying? Lo and behold, we get that we get that call later. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, come on out, you know, so... Wow, um, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. I'm telling you, man, like, after you did that show, it was like... D Smoke was out here, and it was just I saw your I saw your social media skyrocket. It went nuts in real. T- it was like man, he skyrocketed. And it, not everybody from that show skyrocketed like that. It I mean, like everybody you. had a, a boost. They had a boost. A boost. But some some boosts were like you know it went. You old girl, what was her name? London B. London B yeah. had a big boost. Uh, the Troy guy, man, and flawless. Yeah, yep. and it was like you know. And so, you know, and I was reaching out to others that were on the show. I was like, yo, you did good, this, that, and the third. Um, and then to see you win the show, put out dope projects right behind it, and then we see you in, like, you know, bringing out heavyweight champions and, like, you know, doing things. Then the Grammy nominations, it's just like, man, dog. Did you expect all that? Or was it like, man, this is... Um. We couldn't sit back and expect it, mm-hmm. but we had a strategy. We envisioned it. Okay. Like, like we had a strategy to go and really share what content we had with the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in continuing what happened on Rhythm and Flow, because it, it kind of had a documentary element, there were some conversations where they could really see who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think while we're putting out quality stuff and then we're having all these conversations with people who just want to touch base with me because it's like, oh, we got the winner of Rhythm and Flow here. Mm-hmm. And then they open up a conversation that's like, oh, he's legit. He's from a legitimate place, has a real story. Mm-hmm. Come back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that was that was just as much a part of, you know, the growth of last year mm-hmm. as the music and the response we got from the music. It's like, okay, who is this guy and where is he from? Right. And um, what is the story that he has to tell, you know? So... Um, that was a plus too. I think I think one of the biggest appeals about you is is your story because you come from Inglewood, California. Mm-hmm. In the hip hop realm, when we think Inglewood, we think of you know Hood, Mac Ten, Mac Ten, Bloods, violence, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then so. But within the, since I grew up in in those kind of environments in Chicago, I know the full scope of what kind of people live in the hood. Right. When you're from the outside looking in, you think everybody's violent. Right. Everybody's gang related. Right. I know it from there's real families there. There are churchgoers there. There are teachers that live in this community. And so you embody the person from the hood that has a strong family base, musical in church, but also hip hop. 
-hmm. You're bilingual. You used to teach. You do hip hop. You do, you know, jazzy type music. So your story is like, you know, because a lot of people come out and you don't really get a feel for who they are. It's right. just one dimensional. They out here rapping. They got a stack of money. They from the streets. Using it as a phone. Or yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much all we get. But with right. you, it's like we get a full story. We get a Pot full gumbo. plate of food yeah, here. And yeah. it's just like, I think that's what was refreshing about you. So when we do see you and your content matter in your music, it's like, yo, he's actually talking about something. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a real hunger for rap with content. Right. Even though the, the songs out here, they're going to they do what they're going to do. The right. kids like the fluff. But for that real, like, for people to hold on to things, like how we hold on to Nipsey and, like, you know, then we went back and when people, would like, really went back and listened to Nipsey's music, it's like, yo, he was always talking about something. Mm -hmm. It felt like everything Nipsey said was urgent and, like, important and, like, a conversation. And... You know, three of the biggest rappers out right now, in my opinion, are Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. Those yeah. are like the three kings of of the of of people of doing rap. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People actually caring about their whole album's body of work and they got the sales. So it's like, but two of those out of the three have serious content. Not to say that Drake doesn't, but right. Drake is more of a relationship type rapper. He, he right. raps about relationships, women, love, and money. And you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But Kendrick and J. Cole, they talk about life, the black community, the struggle, hip hop, you know, buttery. Right. And I feel like you come up in that vein of like a Kendrick J. Cole in terms of what you're rapping about. Gotcha. And you got the ace in the hole, you're bilingual. Right. So then you can you can switch lanes and you know rap a full song in Spanish. And tap into a whole nother market of, you know, people that, you know, our community may overlook, but there's millions. Right. No, absolutely. It's like you go to somebody's page, you never heard of them. They got 65 million followers because they popping in South America, Mexico, you know, and that whole thing. So I feel like you are a truly unique cat out here. Thank you. And um, I think that's going to that's gonna help you go far for a long time. Thank you. Like, because, you know, we really feel it. That's for sure to go. And I'm glad the Grammys noticed you. Man, ain't that big? Because, you know, they be bullshitting on the hip-hop joint, in my opinion. They be like, who sold the most? Give no it to Nominate them. them. You know what's funny? Um, I was, I, I really expected to get a look on the on the BET side of things, mm -hmm. and it was the reverse, you know. Um, so they have, because on the BET side, they got best lyricist. Yeah. But then that went to like all the most popular artists, and I was mm -hmm. like, I thought we made the distinction in order to create space for people who prioritize lyrical content over what's you know selling necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, um, somebody said good music is like, oh no, what did they say? Oh no, it was Lennox Lewis who was talking about boxing. It's yeah. like quality boxing is uh, is like jazz music. The better it is, the less people care. Yeah. You know, everybody wants the slug fest. Like, oh, bam, we both standing in each other, mm -hmm. in front of each other, pounding each other's face. Right. Whereas when you get Mayweather, people start boxing fans, like a f boxing aficionado start to hate, like yeah. he running or he, like, no, this is the highest form of this craft. Right. right. You know, and in the same way, in music, it's like 
some sometimes it seems like the stuff that skyrockets is the stuff like what that shit it it it, 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 it you know what I'm saying or, <laughs> I don't know what it you know but yeah. But so that was something that, that resonated with me, too, for that same reason. Yeah, because it's like you see it like, you know, people wait. They always they waiting on anything. Kendrick was just like, please, just give us something. Yeah. The same with J. Cole. He'll, he'll, you know, in May, oh, oh what's he bringing? Because there's a hunger for, you know, for some, that rap with some meat on the bone. That walks that line. Yeah. yeah and it's And it's... It's no less entertaining. That's mm-hmm. and I think that's the part that needs to be mentioned about the Kendricks and Coles and and Drakes. Yeah. It's no less entertaining. It's right. just as dope mm-hmm. as you know what I'm saying. And it's got its fair dose of honest nigga shit. Cause right. even our conscious, you're not that conscious if you never fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not that aware if you never made them mistakes in life because you you're basically only going off of what somebody told you if you never made a mistake. Right. When you make those mistakes, you going off of what you know. Like, nah, don't go down that road, mm-hmm. boy, because I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you start being honest enough in in your music to be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was at the house, didn't really care that much, but we fucking this and that and the other. But then then. You go deeper into that story, and you're not you're telling the story. You're not glorifying it one way or the other, right? But it allows people to really process these kind of life experiences from a real honest standpoint, you mm-hmm. know. So they're they're for sure masters at that, and poets and authors in their in their music, you right? Know? And those are the people we draw from the most: people that have experienced those yeah. things. Because if you feel like somebody's preaching to you or they're judging you, and right. they've never, you know, messed up or done this, you'd be like, yeah, but you. You know, you can't. But when that person tell you, I used to be right out here doing that. Like, tell me about me. it. Right, like, right. Oh, oh mm-hmm. you too. Yeah, how'd mm-hmm. you overcome that? Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I did. And then, you know, we tap into that. Exactly. Who are your five favorite MCs? Five favorite. Let's five go. favorite. All, you, we can do it all It always time changes. If you find another right interview. Uh, we going to go all time. All sure. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do both. All right. Give me your all time and you right now. Dear Lord. My all time, we're going to go Andre 3000. Okay. We're going to go. He's in my top five as well. Jay Z. He's, in, he's uh, in my top five sometimes. We're going to go uh, Corrupt. Okay. I'm from the West. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Corrupt, be right, uh, man. I'm going to go Snoop. Okay. Andre 3000, Jay Z, Corrupt, Snoop, and Lauren Hill. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, Lauren Hill. I gotta go with Lauren, bro. Lauren raps better than everybody. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we talking about? Lauren mm-hmm. is a better rapper than everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even Jay Z said, uh, "Then three thousand came." You know, that shit was ill. Some like a male version of Lauren Hill. Like he puts, he parallels them in what they're able to accomplish in right. rap. You know, so um, and there's so many honorable mentions, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now my current. My current who the five. Current, who the current five? My current five. I'm gonna go with. Uh, we gonna do Kendrick and Cole for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's so tough is I left Nas out of my other one. Put Nas in there somewhere. Okay. Mix it up and I'll gladly put him in there. Please, <laughs> please. I'm like, how that happened? But I gotta go because as a kid, it's them West Coast ones that mm-hmm. I saw myself in. Yeah. As an as a young college student, I was like, ooh, Nas did it right. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I was like, ooh, corrupt talking. Yeah. Like you walk these streets and you feel like, oh, he knows this. He sounded familiar to you. Yes. Like he was around the corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love. He helped me understand as a ten year old. He helped me. Understand 
understand the 14 year olds and the 15 year olds yeah. that I'm looking at every day. Mm-hmm. You know, so corrupt. That's why. That's why I had to put him in there. And Snoop and all those people that's from the West to help mm-hmm. me understand what I was walking into. Because ten on the West Coast, ten is where you start to see like, oh, I have to learn a set of rules. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you're not really familiar with gang banging, but you're starting to see it like. Oh, they saying cuz. Oh, they big brothers this. Oh, they they know the people that shoot and got guns and this and then. Mm-hmm. But my big brother from over there. Oh, so they wear a different color. And then you start putting it together like. And then by the time you're 16, you got a map in your head mm-hmm. of what the streets look like, what section you in when you cross that boundary, what bus goes to where. Mm-hmm. Like you you know mm-hmm. the L.A. streets, you know. Yeah. Were you ever pressured to join anything? Uh. You and your brother, your your younger brothers. Were not y'all? pressure. The thing is, what not, not pressure to join. We got we got bloods, bloods Inglewood okay. families. Okay. So we we weren't pressured to join. We was banged on, and if we was scared, then that would have turned into pressure to join. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like if you when you get banged on, it could go one of several ways. It could be like, man, we gonna beat this nigga up and take his shit, mm-hmm. right? Or it could go like they press you and then they test your temperature. And then they see you got a little heart and then they let you go, mm-hmm. you know, or it could just, you know, one day it's bad and they just decide, you know, we're going to fight. We're going to fight this little kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Regardless. We, regardless. Mm-hmm. He don't, he say he don't bang none of that. <laughs> and we got all of it. You know, mm-hmm. we, me and my brothers, we, uh, and plus my older brother was from that neighborhood. So mm-hmm. we started like boxing everybody in the neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. we just knew everybody. We rode bikes everywhere. We knew everybody. And then, you know, a couple people, enough people we had actually chunked them with. Mm-hmm. And then after a certain point, they like, nah, he's solid. Okay. You know, you just get this pass, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, then at Inglewood, you know, it was, I remember my ninth grade year, I was in the honor roll assembly. I was the first name they called because I had a 4.0. I had no Bs. And then there was gang members in there. Mm-hmm. And I remember this this dude who I, in the ninth grade, I come in, a, in the high school five foot even. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember him being like, uh. Hey, blood, I always thought you was a little gang-banging ass nigga. Like, you smart? And I literally used to tutor so many gang members, like, on every side. Like, the the Mexican gang members who didn't like some of the black gang members. I tutored them in math, this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. So, everything is, like, a pass of its own. In my neighborhood, we had hands. That's a pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my school, I was the smart kid. That's a pass. Leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And once you got a pass, it's like, leave them alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or else... It's consequences to they little homies, okay. you know, and and it, it became that when, you know, I started getting sweated by somebody, and I knew they homie. I'll be like, hey, your boy tripping, you know, and the next thing you know, I don't know what the conversation they have mm-hmm. is, but the next week he come back like, hey, blood, I just want to say I'm sorry for how I came at you, and I, you know, you solid. Yeah, I'm like, damn, what did he say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so the passes, you know, so. That's that's just how that was. We weren't pressured to get into a game, but we also had our crews, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and some crews are small on campus. Some crews are big in the community mm-hmm. and have ties with the gangs. So I have my crew that's like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That never required me to go out and be like, I'm from here. You know? Yeah. But they for sure had my back with anything. Like mm-hmm. they had guns too. They had. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they have families. They was old enough to be like, look, we ain't about this, but we with it, though. Mm-hmm. And they kind of want to relive their heyday. Like, if it come to it, just let me pull up and not, <laughs> you know. So so as the academic, they they rule for me was like, don't get into the bullshit. You got a future. Like, mm-hmm. that. what they taught me early was like, everybody in the hood got a position. Mm-hmm. 
it's gang members that my brother Ron was the gang member that was smart. So he would take the SAT for the athlete gang members who also had college opportunity opportunities oh, wow. and stuff. Okay. I mean, he had guns, he had shootouts and this and that and the other, but he wasn't the one that they would call when it's like, it's a war going on, come over here. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, Ron is smart. Ron, go go yeah. to community college, do right. this. We you need know, the so. paperwork filled out to get out of this jam. Exactly. That's who we, all of y'all are scholars? Everybody. Everybody's smart. Not everybody chose academia. Mm-hmm. I chose it like, I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an athlete in this regard you know okay. what i'm saying like i'm competitively i would talk to my teachers like hey because i was braided up with hoodies and chucks like mm-hmm. dressing like i thought corrupt would mm-hmm. you know but except on in the blood city i wasn't wearing all blue it was black and white and stuff so, so i would have the colors neutral yes okay. right because i learned early in the ninth grade too wearing the color of the hood you in is just as dangerous as wearing the opposite color in that neighborhood okay like i'm walking through at the time, a Crip neighborhood, because there's this little pocket of Crips in Inglewood by where my homie used to stay, and I'm in blue, mm-hmm. and the Bloods pull through looking for some Crips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. think we're them. And um, had we not run, you know, we could have all been shot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, had we had we run, actually. Mm, okay. Had they not had a chance to see our face clearly, mm-hmm. you know, they could have just started busting at us. Somebody got caught. They ran up on them and finished one of our homies off. Mm-hmm. But... Because we was minding our business, chilling, laughing, mm-hmm. and this car pull up. And we think they just about to do donuts. We didn't know they swerving to pull up on us. So we stand there, watch, like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the car pull up. <laughs> the dude in the backseat hop up, sit up on the windowsill with, with the gun right here, and they start banging. This do 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 F this, F this and that hood that we was in. And then it was only five seconds, seven seconds in that we realized, like, Oh, this is for us, mm-hmm. right? And then we, so we already looking at them like, wait, no, like, and then we just was like, we was already frozen, so mm-hmm. we was like, that ain't us. And I'm looking, and they still going, and it's like it's in slow motion, mm-hmm. and I see one of them. Then I'm like, oh shit, I know him, like he's in my class, like, and I'm looking at him like, bro, like say something. And then he panics because when we connect, he's like. No, blood, that ain't... Like, he panics. He's trying to grab the niggas, like, no, nah, wow. like, get back in the car. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing, if they'd have hopped out the car, it's like, okay, you might get beat up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You might get jumped. But they was right there, like, yeah. on car. They was waiting for us to either say something that was like, yeah, we who you think we are, mm-hmm. or or if we'd have just ran and they never looked at us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's to tell? So, I don't know how that story came up, but oh, oh, but I was saying it was black and white because mm. I knew like we didn't have cars to the 11th grade. When I when I got a car, I was wearing what the fuck I wanted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I showed up to Inglewood one time with blue chucks on, you know, but it's because I was in the 11th grade. They knew I wasn't no gang member. Mm-hmm. And of course, a couple bloods was like, hey, Smoke, you out of line today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, you know, what about it? You know, <laughs> um, no, I was a senior. I didn't do that 11th grade. Okay. So I was a senior. But it's also because I'm pulling up to the very spot where I'm going. Right. It was, it was yeah, when you, you walk walking. through the community. Man, come on. It's when you walking. Yeah. Then four blocks from the bus stop to your house are long. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's when you're walking that you're like, all right, look, I got to know these rules. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah. We didn't get pressured to get put on like, you got to be from here. And some niggas did. Yeah. But it's also because they didn't, like, they didn't see them as anything other than a potential gang member. Okay. If you look like a basketball player, they the, the gangs will push you into whatever you're supposed to be in. If you like, mm-hmm. you a gang member and I know it, bring your ass. You yeah. Know? Because the only, the only other thing that's going to happen is you're going to reach 
what I call the, the street maturity age and choose a side. Mm-hmm. So they like, nah, you're gonna come this way, you know. Okay. But Dang, man. It's LA. That's why. LA wild. <laughs> LA wild. And the sad part is it's still like that. Yeah. Still. Uh, it's still like that. You know, I think, it's, I think it's the misconception new. is everything is chill now. But it No, it's just different. It's more complex because it's like now you got social networking. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of gang members pages is private. Mm. But they name is real clear, like this, this from this, this, this. Like mm-hmm. it's a gang member page, but, um, but it's like people know who each other are mm-hmm. from other hoods. And then you have alliances, like unorthodox alliances. Mm-hmm. You know, you do the animal videos, you see the the dog who becomes best friend with a duck. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it'd be like, I don't care what nobody think. You know, we from rival neighborhoods, but that's my nigga right mm-hmm. here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you get past like you got you know, Nipsey and YG in, mm-hmm. in music videos together. And a mm-hmm. lot of it is around like, okay, if you never disrespected me, even if you're from the other side, we we mature enough to know that we're more similar than we are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Nip talked about that. He was like, you know, when you when you out when you and your homies out on a mission, you're not you actually looking for people with the same mannerisms, style, posture as you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're going out hunting for niggas, you you know, you're not looking for the squares who walk straight and narrow and stuff. You're looking for people who have that same energy as you, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think most gang members who ain't these, the youngsters, the youngsters is always lost. They mm-hmm. they start off with that energy, got something to prove, and, you know, sometimes they can't be told nothing. But after a certain point, it gets complex, you know. Yeah. I got plenty. I got homies that was major crips. That's It's love, you know what I'm saying, and they'll show up for you mm-hmm. like – for an event, you know what I'm saying? They'll show up and support a concert or this and that and the other where it's like, people be like, yeah, homie, did this. Did. But then when it's time, like, I had very few homies at my college graduation. Mm-hmm. And I was mad. I almost denounced my little clique, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I'm the first nigga from the gang. Got the, you know what I'm saying? And y'all didn't show up. <laughs> and in my speech, I give it up with my little subs. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Our, our number is the seven. You see D Smoke seven. Uh-huh. So I'm over here. You know, I say all kind of sevens quotes in my in my speech, and I had three there, and we seventy deep. I'm like y'all whack, <laughs> but you know we've since we've since made amends. You know? Yeah, but you gotta let them know, man. Where yeah, was y'all man, at? show up, man. Where was you at, show man? Up. Show up. Uh, where did the name D Smoke come from? Was it me? So D Smoke, I had uh, I have uh, an older homie named Ray who went by Gun Smoke. Mm-hmm. So I used to always pull up at his house. Uh, after school with the homie Chiz, rest in peace. And we would just eat all his food and, and do our homework and play chess mm-hmm. because he lived in between, like, where school was and and Inglewood. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and uh, the homie Chiz's house. And so, you know, I would just got young smoke from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then my, my name Daniel, so then it became D-Smoke, you know. Okay. But I hadn't, the first time I ever smoked anything, I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't smoke now, you know. I was just about that. Do you smoke? No, no. Yeah. And people who smoke hate that I'm de-smoke. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They like, nigga, you can't. I'm like, well, if you wanna, if you wanna take the name from me, let's, you know, duke it out. <laughs> if you win, I'm no longer, you know. So yeah. And then, but when I started producing, I used to say like, "D-Smoke's the name" because the track is flames. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this was after Steph, the Peter Pan. After, after the after the, the, the my name is Dan the Man, and I'm so that's you know. Little progression, yeah. But, but do you live in a can now? No, 
<laughs> kind of. Oh. I'm in a studio, but yep. it's, it's exposed brick. Does that count? Okay. I mean. It's nice. It's got a cool aesthetic, but it's not very huge. Okay. okay. that That's the can. That's a oh, proverbial you call can. It. You should call it a can. You trying to go to the, the can, can with us? And, hey. We making tracks in the can tonight. In the can. Hello. We in the can. Yeah, do you still live in Inglewood? I don't live in Inglewood right now. No, not in Inglewood. My parents are really they're like on a board the outside border of Inglewood. Okay. So I'm I'm over there. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't live in Inglewood at the moment. You know, I my last place was in Inglewood mm-hmm. and uh it was very central. So having the experience that I had, it would have been like, Hey, y'all know D smokers right there every day. It's like mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying? So um but but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking to build like programs and stuff in Inglewood. I'm Got strong relationships with the city and the mayor's office and stuff. So okay, I like it. That's gonna man. be my presence in the city. You feel mm-hmm. me? Yeah, I go whenever I go through Inglewood. Um, I always look around because I'll be I'll be missing the blacks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you know, I live in Burbank. So yeah, you know, it's like one percent. But uh, is that an actual number? It's like one two percent. That's tough. Yeah. That's like college. according to Wikipedia. I think it's growing because we be seeing more, but it's like, you know, so when I go down that way, I'm just like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You go yes. to Market Street. And Inglewood is popping because yeah. Market Street, yes, that's yeah. over there. Isn't that over there by? The Not chop- far from La Brea. So Market, Manchester, La Brea, that kind of area. Yeah, oh, where yeah. the soul food place is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right on. And then the on that other side, that back side, where it looks like a nice walkable yeah, uh, that's yeah. market. That's market. Street, yeah, that's market. Right? Street, yeah, yeah, I like that little spot right there. Mm-hmm. And you know, Inglewood is the hot spot because they build the stadium. stadium yes. It's coming, so I'm it's sure. just so interesting. Interesting that the stadium gets built, and now you can't fill it up. It's like, well, how small could it have been? You know, what else could we have used it for? But mm-hmm. when we imagine a stadium being built, and it's weird because a stadium is one block literally from. Like, the very next block is the Great Western Forum, mm-hmm. or the Forum. You yeah. know, it used to be the Great Western Forum. The Forum, and um, when they have concerts there, mm-hmm. the block shuts down. At Traffic the Forum? Gri- yes, yeah. gridlock. Prince was at the Forum for that. For 30 days. Did you go to that? Yes. Man. My uncle was the MD at the time. Really? The bass player, Andrew Goucher, was uh, Prince's. Yeah. So you went to multiple. I went to two. And my brother, my older brother Ron went to like five. Oh, yeah. I'm so mad I didn't go. You didn't go to one. I didn't go to one. Oh, man. They was mad, it was, Chief. And then then he, you know, they do Hollywood swing at. He said, Inglewood. Inglewood swing at. Oh, sure. So, yeah, you know, we was going nuts and that. We was losing. Dang, man. Yes. I, I kick myself constantly. Every time I see Prince, I'm like, I had an opportunity. Yeah. Because you know it was mad, Chief. Dumb Chief. 30 bucks something. I was like, man, I'm dumb. Yeah. The, and, the, and ain't a bad seat in there. Because uh, it sounds crazy. It's not a bad seat in that building. You could be at the top, top, partying. It was a party. It's like he did, he did it. Just, man, and then when it got the purple rain, the room, just the energy in the room. Purple rain. Purple rain. <laughs> just went up. I'm mad, man. Yeah. Uh Finish, finish your current top five. I'll cut you off on oh, that because we damn. got into the... Who did I you get? You said Kendrick Cole, and then we Kendrick started talking about... Kendrick Cole. Um, I'm going to go Smino. I like Smino. Well, Smino's dope. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard to do lyricists because I'm, I'm, I want to say Masego. You okay. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I just... Kendrick Cole, Smino, Masego. 
uh, I, it's just a lot of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 uh, oh, uh, shoot. Why am I going blank? Kendrick, Cole, Smino, uh, Masego, and I'm going to go Saba. Oh, Saba is hella dope. This week. <laughs> uh, but I'm hell missing somebody. Oh, come on now. Rhapsody. What are oh. we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, let's put that in in the middle. You know yes. what I'm saying? That's not the sixth. You know, so. <laughs> so, I, oh, all right. I'm going to just mention Masego mm-hmm. for the sake of being like, you know, yeah. this nigga's just dope as heck. He's a musician and one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. But if we talking lyricists, I'm going to go Kendrick, Cole, Rhapsody, Shmino, and Saba. Okay. Yeah. I was listening to Care Care for You uh, the other day. Yeah. Because I was watching Southside. You know, he's from Chicago. So it's like, yo, Saba. And then I just tried playing it again. So Matter of fact, when we first got together, I was playing that album a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like part of our little soundtrack at that time. But, uh, and then Rhapsody. I, the Rhapsody thing. is one of my favorite MCs, man. Yes. All her projects get major rotation. Yes. How'd you link up with Toby for uh, the, the joint y'all did? Man, um, I had reached out to Toby, uh, like, probably before, before Rhythm and Flow and all that, you mm-hmm. know. He had things going on. I had some things going on. But he had been building for a long yeah. time, you know. And I had, some of his content I even used in my classroom, like. Oh, wow. Just because you want to expose students to new art because that's the best, that's the best weapon you have to really change their character mm-hmm. because they're just they're only imitating shit that they see mm-hmm. like and they think it's cool and then you then they see somebody walk that line the same way that my brother introduced me to outcast it's like they're for sure not corny and yeah. you just know it off top like mm-hmm. and then you like oh and they're for sure more than that other stuff that i get mm-hmm. you know so i was using i would pull art into the classroom and toby was one of those dudes like just I would just play, press play and be like, look how fucking cool this shit is. Mm-hmm. And, and have people develop assignments on references and different things just as warm-ups, you know? Yeah. And then so by the time we connected, um, he he had said a couple people had been like, hey, check him out, check him out, check him out. And then we connected and we, you know, he was like, man, I don't really work with niggas that I don't meet or know. Or so mm-hmm. we was on the phone for like a couple hours just chopping it up, finding mm-hmm. out where we coming from, what what the story is, you know what I'm saying? And then we was like, all right, one day we'll do some music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Left it at that. Then um, he eventually hit me with a with a track that was like, hey, I, I want you on this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I was like, oh, say less. Mm-hmm. So I sent it back to him that night. That's my favorite thing to do. And somebody, like if it's a verse, it's like, I got a verse for you. You know, so <laughs> That I sent night? Him, that night. It don't take, come on, man. If you, if you hone in, right. and, I, and I just take pride and pleasure in like sending something back like mm-hmm. let me let me focus yeah. you know what i'm saying and it's just a good exercise you know because it's different when you write something when you write a verse for a song that's already a certain degree developed mm-hmm. you can focus on the creative the content the the topic is there for you mm-hmm. and you can focus on how do i approach it when you're writing songs for yourself it's like i have touched on all of these topics for me already mm-hmm. Where do I go? You know what I'm saying? And then how do I do that creatively in a way that's going to be like, boom, how do I add color to it? Whereas when you get a topic from somebody else, like uh, when when uh, Kirby hit me with Superpower, mm-hmm. it already had so much dopeness in it that I was like, all right, let's color. Just yeah. go straight in. like, uh, and, and, 
play around. You know, you know, you, you familiar with superpower? Superpower. Um, we got superpowers. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I heard that? We got superpower. Kirby, check it out. You know, that's one of my favorite verses of myself. I don't know if I heard that. She talking about black people and, and us going through it and like embracing like our superpowers and you know, and it's conscious but super soulful and dope. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a dope singer. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So yeah, check her be out. Does your um does your background in education help you with song structure and writing? Yes. Yes, it does. Um or or yes and no. Mm-hmm. It makes it like you know, they say ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. and I can't enjoy just some simple stuff that people would uh, enjoy. My criteria for myself is more complex because of it. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be like, people will be like, "It sounds dope, yeah, this and that and the other, mm-hmm. put it out, drop," and I'm like, "I don't like it. It doesn't do enough for me." You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's kind of my background as an educator kicking in and adding additional criteria on top of mm-hmm. what is already a good song. Yeah, exactly. The bibliography. <laughs> the bibliography. You know? <laughs> and so, but in the same sense, when I meet that criteria for myself, I think that's also what gives me that edge. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a complete body. You did the entertainment thing. You did the rap thing, but you also did these writer, very specific writer things. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your thesis behind it you know what i'm saying how do you develop it how do you structure it you know so yeah that's dope yeah you got another question um i actually have two questions and i have another personal one um so may is mental health awareness month Mm -hmm. what are some things that you do for self-care just to kind of get you back in a positive mindset if you ever find yourself you know steering away absolutely um i pray um and sometimes, sometimes I pray like, hey, man, you do the talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I said all I know what to say. I don't know what's going on. I'm lost. But then um, I also believe in, like, sweating it out. Like, I, I work out, like, hard sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. um, I box. You know, I think uh, as humans, we're also animals. And we don't, we like, our spaces to be animals are dwindling and being removed. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and so... You get in a place that has rhythm and sweat and heat and competition and and all that stuff like a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. You leave like, oh, I'm you know I'm bigger than the little space I've confined myself to mm-hmm. allows me to be. And I think that's that's a huge part of what mental health is. I asked, mm-hmm. I asked a, a dog trainer. I have a friend who trains dogs. I was like, what's the main thing about training dogs? And she was like, play. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to let them get that energy out. It's there anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the same sense, I was like, that's so true. Like, because I approached, that that shaped my approach on teaching, too. It's like, mm-hmm. get that shit out. Mm-hmm. Like, let's create it. Let's, it was all kind of games. Like, we got to play games. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, they're going to make games in your class. So if it's like, we're just going to start off with this reading. It's mm-hmm. all kind of games happening behind your back. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'm sensing something going on different. Right. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. And you look dumb because you just disconnected from what's really happening right. in your environment. So um, I just like, so for mental health, I think our body holds on to chemicals that feed back into our mind, like mm-hmm. these depressing things that it's like, and not to minimize what mental health is mm-hmm. or say that people don't have actual uh, health issues. But um, I think we sometimes look at the tools to address it from a narrow scope, mm-hmm. not dealing with like, like we need, places where 
there's controlled wildness or control like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like sports athleticism like how I, I asked somebody the other day like how often when was the last time you did anything as hard or as fast as you could pause i ain't asking like that but mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying kids you run mm-hmm. and you don't just run to jog because you're supposed to mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna get you and yeah. you're like ah and you run hard. for your life yeah right that energy is in you, and it doesn't stop being in you because you're an adult, but you mm. don't release the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I, I would struggle to find a day where I did anything to the best of my abilities till exhaustion. And then afterwards, outside of the exhaustion, because exhaustion is its own kind of like, mm-hmm. can be a depression, like, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. But it's not the same mental uh, turmoil that we find ourselves in, you mm-hmm. know? And as a creative you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, exempt at all. Like, when I can't, when I have a song that I'm in love with, mm-hmm. I'm in the greatest mood. When I just did it, that's my best mood. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did that. Yeah. I'm the man. Yeah. I'm ready for the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually can do this. And and but then when it's like, the longer I go without having that feeling, yeah, that frustration kick in. And then then by discipline, you throw yourself back into it mm-hmm. until you get. Something that's just like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, so um I know that feeling. But but yeah, it's I think, you know, diving into deep uh good texts, you know, like lots and lots of reading, things we just forget to do. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue of mental health is so much more uh prevalent because of the speed at which the world moves and mm-hmm. the speed at which we're taking in images that cause us to compare ourselves to other people, mm-hmm. other lives and stuff, and we just don't have a healthy view of what's real, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, working out is very sobering. Reading is very sobering. It slows you down to a pace. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I didn't even realize that there are muscles that you use when you're reading to just focus. Mm-hmm. Like, your mind, like following the words, that's a practice in and of itself. And I read well, but then... I've been doing audio books for so long that when I picked up a book, mm-hmm. I had to tell myself, like, nigga, keep looking at the words. Because <laughs> like, I was like, I'm everywhere. Like, ah, da, da. like yeah. keep looking, just follow the whole, for the whole page. Don't look away. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it slowed me down. So we're just in an interesting time where it's like people got to, gotta one, get that out of their system and, and slow down and, and digest some stuff that's outside of this time that we live in. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's dope. That's yes. super dope. Um, love that answer. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a fantastic so answer. Yes. That's the I'm teacher. Yeah, Teachers that was, are counselors. That was a if you're not counseling, you're a terrible teacher. Because if you, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you deal with a lot. I'm posting this clip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus June asks, and I think this is a great, a great, oh, great to hear. You yeah. heard it. <laughs> a great question <laughs> to kind of like end off all the questions. Uh, he said, AOD smoke. What's up, Marcus like June? <laughs> What's up, What dog? should a new follower look for to get to know you? What track should we start to, with to get hooked? Oh, I like that question. Oh, I actually think I know. Um, go back to the Inglewood High EP mm-hmm. and listen to Inglewood High. That's a good, a That's good starting my, place. That's on my list. Listen to Inglewood, Inglewood High. High. Because <laughs> I start off talking my shit, but then I tell a quick little story. It's like, you know, super good in this bitch. The wood in this bitch. About to school these niggas like only I could in this bitch. Hit by myself and I still got the whole hood in this bitch. 
Stump, claiming new stomping grounds, gonna leave my whole foot in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Ankle deep in this painful, my handkerchief is the spangled banner with the blood of black sons of slaves. Painting people's depictions, won't be no sequel. Afflictions made me the true nigga that I am today. Did my homework in class, walked the halls with no pass. 11th grade, I had it made, held my bars when I laughed. My older brother sang and sir chose to ball for his past. I chose to get perfect grades and catch fades in the grass. Seven gang was the clique, it wasn't no blood or no crip, was more like fraternity ties mixed with bare knuckles and clips. My big homie saw something in me, said fuck it and licks and pistols. Your test scores gonna hit the lick with pencils, teacher credentials. I never got them, they said, wasn't a problem I sent. That application, they said, you start tomorrow, what else? We gonna find a nigga black and fluent in Spanish, might as well use it to our advantage. I went right back to Inglewood. Inglewood. You, you know. know what's dope about that? So, so much of that in that verse was said in this interview. Yeah. Yes. So it was just like, yeah, it's the perfect, you know, introduction. Yeah. That's the like, one. Man, that's where you like, start. Yo, he just talked about all this. Yeah. That's where you start. And that project, I love that project. That's on my. That's on my list of. Uh, you know, I create. You know, I. You know, put together. A list of my favorite D smoke joints that we're gonna post later. But Inglewood High is included among them. There we go. But we wanna know your uh top ten that I had you bring to the table. Okay. What you got in that thing? He can give us my, whole top my first yeah, top ten songs of all time. Top ten. Ooh, my first one for sure. And I these lists are hard for me because I you know, I do music, I love music. My first one, um, is as by Stevie Wonder. Okay. You know, um, just if you listen to the lyrics and the music, it's just powerful. Yeah. You know, Stevie uh, hears music different than anybody ever has, you know, and ever will, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just the lyrics, as around the sun, the earth knows she's revolving. As the rosebuds know to bloom in early May, just as hate knows love's the cure, you can rest your mind assured that I'll be loving you always, you know. For today I know I'm living, but tomorrow might make me the past. But that I mustn't fear, because I know deep in my mind the love of me I left behind. So I'll be loving you always. Like, what? This is a poem. This is a poem. (laughs) It's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as is for sure, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those. And that's, there was very little music allowed in my house Mm -hmm. before I was like 12. Then afterwards, it's like, okay, you can't stop us from exploring. But before 12, it's like Stevie, Boys to Men, Gospel, and whatever else they deemed appropriate. How, how did you find that song? My mom played it Your for mom me. played it, yes. okay. My mom played it for me. She was yeah. big on songs in the key of life, that whole project. Okay, yeah. Um, Second song. Mm-hmm. We can freak it by corrupt. Oh, we, we can, can freak ring. it. <laughs> hey, ring if you want to. Yep. Shot if you want to. Because uh, I can't do. Let me man. tell you how I started on the graph of mine. Man. Living life in my rear view. That's so, feel good music right there. Man, man, that's incredible. Produced by DJ Battle Cat, who also produced Sunkiss Child for me. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's Along the one with, with Jill Scott? Yes. Yeah, so, um, then we going to go Hey by King. One of the prettiest songs I ever heard in my life. I don't think I'm familiar with this one. Yeah. Like, hey, I know. I'm about to dig into that. Yeah. How we willing, cause it's already been told. Yeah. Happily after. This is an old song? 
Nope, only happens in fairy tales, daydreams. I know. <laughs> it's the prettiest song ever. It's just pretty. Like if you yeah. ever want to feel like like close your eyes and be on a, a field of lilies in the prairie, bro, mm-hmm. you just put that song on. It's just the prettiest song ever. Is that eighties, nineties? When that come it's on? In the two thousand ten plus. Oh, this is snap. He said no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then you got uh, Babylon Outcast. Oh yeah. So, uh, That's a dope one. So, uh, I want to say, is that the one where? Because I know the verses, but I get that whole project mixed up because I listen to the whole fluid. project. This so, is a fluid project. Uh, is that the one where he's like, "Me and everything around me is unstable, like Chernobyl, ready to blow at any moment, chopper like a pogo like stick." Not. Or, or but is I it back be. in the day when I was younger, hunger, looking to fill me belly with that rallies, bullshit, bullshit, off like it was supposed to be pulled. I think it's that. Okay, so one of them. Yeah. But I know the verses. If you played it, I know it right Man. now, and I like it. Babylon, yeah. Um, then we going to go to my little bro, and we going to say Hair Down, oh. Sir featuring oh, Kendrick yeah. Lamar. So good. I yeah. remember when he played it for me before Kendrick got on it, uh-huh. and I'm, we all locked up, so yeah. I'm already like, pull the ponytail out. <laughs> we going to let her, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Baby, I'm about to let my head down. Yeah. And so he killed that... Uh, then uh, the light by common. Oh, you know what I'm saying that song. I just, I just need. One of I my need. Favorites, man. We need to redo that one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? With my cousin Tiff singing it. It's just an incredible song. Oh you know what I'm God. saying? Common, common is also one of those people. One, he's he's just underrated, unsung. Mm-hmm. You know because he put together projects, whole bodies of work yes. that you don't have to skip nothing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so his B project and oh. Finding Forever, like, stop, stop. So mm-hmm. Common, for sure, Delight. Um, then we going to go Lauren Hill. Okay. Which it's the on? mystery of iniquity. Said oh. it's the history it's on her own of iniquity. And when she start rapping, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Y'all can't handle the truth in the courtroom of lies. Purges the jurors, witnesses, spies. Crooked lawyers, false indictments, publicizers, entertainment, the arraignments, the subpoenas, high-profile gladiators in bloodthirsty arenas. Like I'm like, all right, nobody can hang with I you. I think Lauren Hill could have been the biggest artist of all time. She is one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the biggest heart of, artist I of I think her. she yeah, could the, have been. Yeah, that was, that was her trajectory. And yeah. it's, but we, as the consumer of music, never think of how unfair that can be to a person. Mm, true Depending that. on what they want their life to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She... she makes music from this very honest, very real, and very gifted. Mm-hmm. Her gift is just so overwhelmingly powerful that it's like, I think at times it's like, she needs to be human. You know, I'm trying right. to find spaces, design spaces to just be human. Right. You know? Um, but but that was brilliant. Uh, then we gonna go again, another DJ Batty, Battle Cat Slapper. Mm-hmm. We gonna go Cali is Active. Oh, Cali is Active. So out, <laughs> we... Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. Is that dog pound? That's it. Snoop and the dog pound. And that's again produced by DJ Battle Cat. You know? And then ups and downs. Snoop. There will be. Ups and downs, smiles and frowns. That's a good one. That's uh that's produced by Warren Campbell, who's a uh and that's what I used to follow, you know, coming up. Like, who produced it? Who yeah. made the beat? Uh, 
and uh, he was one of my favorite producers coming up, and he's actually friends with my uncle and stuff too. And I remember, uh, I remember him like when me and Chiz first made a project, mm-hmm. and it not being that good. Like this is because we had a project before the one we actually put out that mm-hmm. we thought was it, and he listened to the whole thing, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, it's good. Keep it up." And I'm over here like, but don't you, you got label connections? Ain't this, don't you want to sign us or something? Yeah. And all we got was a, like, keep, keep it, it up. up. But he heard the whole thing, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, no matter what he said about it after that, I was like, all right, respect. You know, mm-hmm. he, he let us play through the whole project. You know, so he probably don't remember that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, his artist, Damani, who is another legend out of Inglewood, mm-hmm. um, he was there. Damani had on like some eight hundred dollar pair of jeans and this and that, and he was just he was in the space. And Damani has since like transformed into this. He has a project now out called Thought, Thoughtful King, mm-hmm. that's been out for some years. It's incredible, mm-hmm. and it just shows that transformation. Um, but I just remember going in there and being the youngsters in the studio, and I bet he don't remember don't remember that because mm-hmm. he does stuff like Snoop and. And uh, all a lot of music, soul child stuff, and he played keys on a lot of Pac stuff from way back and oh, wow. all that. So, and then um, uh, "Lovely Day" by Bill Withers. Oh, uh, that is number ten. Lovely day by Bill. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, and the thing is, and and look, I'm gonna admit, I don't know the words to "Lovely Day" because it's one it's of them feeling. songs. It's one of them songs that I started singing long before I knew it. Yeah. So I'm not even fully mm-hmm. listening because I love it. And I'm participating. That song is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like even if you don't know the words, you feel every minute, every second that it's on. You just like every every. It immediately morsel. takes you somewhere. Yep. Every time. Every yes, time sir. I hear it. Have you ever watched the the live version with the the drummer? He's always smiling. <laughs> Ever, oh my God! It's my favorite video ever. Lovely day live. Live. He, oh, he does uh, "Use Me" live in the same. It's in the same set. To and you, yo, the drummer is my favorite because he's smiling nonstop. You see all this pain <laughs> in Bill Withers' face, but you see. The like they, they pan to the drummer. He's the happiest man alive. I'm going to watch No matter that. what. I always want to be the drummer. Oh, he, <laughs> I want to be him. <laughs> him, exactly. Him. That dude. That drummer. That guy. That's funny. Yeah, man. So that, that's D-Smokes. That's top my top 10. 10. It's right. so much off of that list. Hey, look, can I go ahead and say I think Fred Hammond is one of the most brilliant oh. musicians in any genre of Fred music, period, so dope, and an incredible gospel artist. And so that's he's one of my top artists of all times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love his voice. Yeah, oh man, his voice is like a blanket. I always sing <laughs> Dominion like Forever. Blues. That's my. It was like a little. It was like a little interlude on one of his albums, Dominion Forever. Mm-hmm. I always sing that. Dominion Forever, man. Blessings in honor, O God. Glory and power, O God. That's a his voice. You could just Dominion hear. Man, I love it. Hey, he's dope. It. Shout out to Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond. Man. Hey, if somebody tell Fred that we talking about Fred, <laughs> Uncle Fred, we love you. God bless you. I'm posting you. this clip. God bless you, Uncle Fred. Me. So many clips. I'm posting the Post clip. Post that clip. Listen, man. Uh, I want to thank you for coming through. This was uh, this was great. Absolute uh, pleasure. You are you were my first guest, and you killed it. Hey, you man, killed hey, it. Man. I was nervous to have a guest on, and you made the transition perfect. Um, thank you. Anything you want to plug to the people? Anything you got coming up? 
Yeah. What about yeah. the album that's on four fifteen? Man, talk about that. Hey, on, you said on what? The, 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 the album you got in the oven. Hey, oh, that's that's cooking on four fifteen. It's baking. It's baking. Um, well, let's just say this. I I earlier this year I went to Africa. I went to Nigeria. And I collaborated with a lot of artists out there. Oh, that's dope. And so we're going to put some of that content on this one. Okay. You know, so I believe we have the, the title of the project. Um, we got the storyline. We got a lot of dope stuff and a couple visuals already in the bag. Okay. So. You went to Nigeria, man? Real quick. How was that? Lovely. I okay. mean, every now everything is set for the airport experience during this time is something else. Mm-hmm. Like. We already had to struggle with the whole, like, all right, get butt naked and walk through the scanner. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Walk back through, you know. Now I got to gotta frisk you because, you yeah. know. And so, but now it's just like, you know, I don't know how many times. It took us an hour to get to see if our bags had got set to the side. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, visas and this and that and COVID desk number one through seven, mm-hmm. you know. But once we left the airport, once we left the airport, they was like, my brothers, welcome home. Nah. They was welcome home. Everybody, welcome home. Mm-hmm. And then, That you was know, the energy? Yeah, what? Oh, that's Bro, it, I mean, I'm talking about, and and some of it has to do with nigga being de-smoked, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's cool, though, because um, we are the kind of people that could create those bridges to where it's mm-hmm. like, one, just give, if you if the world gave... Nigerians, Kenyans, South Africans, Africans in general, the opportunity to tell their own story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're so used to this marketing campaign that starts when we're kids. It's like, for one cent a day, you can feed thousands right. of teary-eyed mm-hmm. with flies around and big belly. And that's not it. Bro. Right. It's like, they don't they don't put those commercials about downtown L.A. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So each, every place has its skid row. Right. You go there and you create this whole campaign to tarnish the image of what it means to be in that very beautiful, very wealthy, and not just wealthy in terms of from our standpoint, mm-hmm. but in terms of art, culture, and, and viewpoints and outlooks uh, that contribute to the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was one place where I went where almost everybody, like everybody was ridiculously smart and and are ridiculously good at something because mm-hmm. they had to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody I encountered was like, if you into this, you like, and and everybody just had something to educate me about there. Mm-hmm. And these are these are the the people that showed us their Nigeria. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's dope, man. The artists are crazy. The level of talent out there is ridiculous. The level of style out there, mm-hmm. the video directors out there pushing every envelope stuff that out that out here it's like you know if you if you push me most of the time i gotta play defense because you just push me right into what industry stuff is mm-hmm. whereas from their standpoint it's like okay i did my research i know where you at i know what you haven't done now mm-hmm. this is you 3.0 this ain't just like oh the industry's doing this do this mm-hmm. it's like the stylist and the video directors got me doing stuff that i'm like excited to do because yeah. that's where I see myself going but you you and I invite that creative input you know mm-hmm. so um that's dope but Africa was dope dope experience and, and so you'll get some of those gems on the next project okay you know and so what I'm working on now is like how do we how do we bridge that with the very Inglewood very black and Latino thing is it mm-hmm. too many ingredients in there you know am I putting cilantro 
on top of the Alfredo. You know what I'm saying? Is it an herb that don't add? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe parsley. <laughs> that might taste good though. It might. Cilantro is hard to go wrong. I love cilantro, man. That was, that was, that was going to be my rap name. For so. a moment, I'm going to just take this a second out. While we talking about food, have you tried this hot sauce called... Uh, I'm going to stop you right there and say no, because yeah. I'm not you don't eat hot sauce. Oh, okay. okay. But continue, describe it to I, the people. I just went blank. Uh, Is it the truffle one? Truff. I already knew, because everybody talking about <laughs> that. Ooh, I ain't, I'm not going to lie. I like, <laughs> I like truffle-flavored things. Even though I don't like hot sauce, I'm mm. like, I'm like, try Have you and tried it's it, not too, not, It's not, not too spicy. Oh. Do you do light spice? No. No, she's no, not, not even spice. Okay. Okay. It's so light. It's so light. It's a light spice, but it's a lot of flavor. Okay. Ooh. I'm sorry. They, right. they if it's light, you know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, somebody send this to Truff. Give me a lifetime supply <laughs> of the white kind. We're going to post the white kind. Yeah, that's going to be the clip. We're going to post the clip. So we got a few <laughs> clips going. <laughs> the only one that's mandatory is, is the, the Fred Hammond one is mandatory. Oh, Fred Hammond, Fred Hammond man. We posted the clip. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Well, listen, man. Appreciate you. Come back. Hey, I Anytime will. Anytime you want to, we can have you back on. What I will. You, we can we can break down different lists if you want to. So yes, the sir. list can keep coming. We can gospel. Let's we gonna have a gospel episode. Okay. Hey. Okay. All sure. gospel. We narrow it down, and yeah. then we can talk. I'm gonna bring Kevin here on that one because he knows his Let's gospel. Go. Oh man, Kev. He knows please. his gospel. So oh, we can do a whole interview in Spanish since Tony's working on it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna be up in here frozen solid, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it out. Uh, thank you though, bro. Uh, Absolute pleasure. For those of you just getting familiar with D Smoke, you follow him on social media. On Instagram, it's D Smoke. Right? D Smoke Seven. D Smoke seven, seven. Yeah. On Instagram, uh, same thing on Twitter. Everything. D Smoke Seven on everything, yeah. man. Check out his music. Uh, preferably, if you got title, uh, there we go. Go there because uh, they they give artists they the most. More. Yeah, they pay the most. And it's black owned. And it's black owned. You know, so title ain't is nothing the, wrong with that. Title is the move. I'm gonna put the the playlist, my playlist of uh, D Smoke joints, on my social media soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I want to shout out my patron saints in here that was watching this live, that was bringing in the questions. Love y'all passionately in the shower. You already know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you to my uh, uh, Sabrina, my producer, <laughs> producer of the show. She came up with the concept uh, behind the playlist. So, and I'm excited, man. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you came, man. And I'm proud of you. Nice. And I'm, I'm excited about everything you put forth. I'm pulling up to it. You got me as a fan Let's and go. as a friend. Hey, there we go. So I want the invite to the family function so we can sit there and marvel at the talented family. Pull when y'all busting the songs yes. at random. Pull up. You got to sing along, though. Whether you know oh, it I'm or not. If okay, I, for yeah, sure. I'll sing it. It's going to be terrible, I'm a, I'm but I'm all in. I'm dancing in the background. Yeah. There we go. I got no problem with that. There we go. <laughs> when anyway. my mom see this, you won't be able to escape. Oh, That's man. It. Let's get it. That's it. Yes, sir. Let's get it, man. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Cardio. Yeah. Oh, God.